Hey, it's Craig from Revolution Radio. This is just a reminder. Can you hit that subscribe button? That way you never miss a new episode of Canadian AF. And now, Revolution Radio and Canadian AF are proud to announce we are the newest members of a collective of some of the planet's greatest content creators on the new Cryer Media family. You can check out all the goodies that Cryer Media has to offer, including this podcast, at Cryer.co. Once again, that's C-R-I-E-R dot C-O. Thanks so much for listening to Revolution Radio, and enjoy this podcast. Hey, it's Craig G. I have a confession to make. We had some technical issues at the beginning of this show and managed to get things sorted out about two or three minutes into the conversation. So basically, you're going to be joining this conversation, as I say, two or three minutes into it. But it's still a fantastic interview. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this podcast with our new friend, Ivan, from Men Without Hats. Here's the safety dance. Jumping 
it, of course, you saying that being a classically trained keyboardist, Folk of the 80s was your first release. With that record, would you be able to take us essentially from the, the, the process of your songwriting ideas? Because at the time, you guys obviously jumping from a punk band into the, this idea of new wave. That's, that's quite a step. I was just wondering if you could talk about, um, you know, especially with your brother with, in regards to the songwriting as, as, as far as how you made that jump from punk to, to the pop side of things. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd always been, like, since I was a piano player, I'd always been writing songs and writing my own kind of things and trying to, you know, cover Genesis songs and Pink Floyd songs. So I was always, always, always playing, playing piano and writing stuff. But for the first record, Folk of the 80s, here's like one, one story about how the songs were written. The, like, the song Antarctica that became our first, our first single when we originally wrote it. It was half the speed. It was it was like a reggae song. It was it really was, yeah. It was really really slow. Oh, I don't hear that. And uh, <laughs> it, it was it was it was the same speed as modern dancing, which is also on the EP, which is kind of a has kind of we, we were trying to do a reggae beat there too. It was kind of a and so it was it was slow. And so when we, the night before we went into studio, we were all in our practice. We were in our practice room going through the songs with our manager. He wanted to listen to the songs, the four songs. He wanted to listen to the one one last time before we went in and did them. And when we played Antarctica, we had the the guy who was operating the drum machine put it at the wrong speed and he put it twice as fast as it should be. And we, we started playing it and we, we were, we, we, we chuckled when it, when it started and we sort of went through half of it and, got halfway through and i said okay okay stop it and then let's play it at the right speed and my manager stood up and goes uh uh uh, no 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 that's the right speed and so that's how that song became antarctica at that speed so you know songwriting is you know one thing but just like accidents happy accidents are another two always love i always love happy accident studio stories they're so much fun because just there's been so many amazing product that's that's come out of those types of things over the years you know i just love that so safety dance was the third single right uh safety dance was uh the second single off the first album yeah oh second single okay yeah yeah and did you in in canada in canada in canada did you did you know anything about the make how to make a music video before getting thrown into that no no it was all done like after the fact you know it was uh we were on tour actually we were in i was in new york city and and we're on tour and um we just got a call and said hey you got to go to england you got to go to england you know t- tomorrow and do a video and be back oh, on wow. the road be back on the road on monday so the only way to do that was to fly concord so that's <laughs> one of the exciting things <laughs> Through there and back on Concord. Oh wow, that must have been that's something I'll bet you remember. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Wow. Did you did you did you get to ask like excuse me, but why do I have to go to England or like <laughs> like why can't why can't we do why can't we do this like like outside outside the the Montreal Forum or something? Like yeah, filming <laughs> filming the north of Quebec or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was just that's you know, it was all it was all set up. It was all arranged, and then I kind of got it, and so we just did it. Okay, nice. And uh, and but this is like really early, much music, really early MTV. So did you have any? Yeah. Ad- so yeah. did you have any idea like 
that th- this was going to be this was going to hit hard or no like right after we did the video right like like you say it was very early mtv and like there was like three videos they had on heavy rotation in those days you know so we were on tour and, and also i was up up like somewhere in, in new york some, somewhere in new york state we were, we were we were in the in tour bus we stop at a at a mall to get to get some food to get some some to eat we all get out of the bus i go into the store i get my food i come to pay for it at the at the cashier and the cashier a young a young woman like you know early 20s starts screaming pointing at me it's him it's him it's him screaming at the top of the line starts crying it's him it's him and the first thing i thought of was she she's mistaken me for somebody who robbed the store or something like that <laughs> that's the only thing i that's the only thing i could think of that's yeah. the only thing i could think of i thought she's she's got me you know it's mistaken identity mistaken identity and i was getting kind of like freaked out and and then another cashier came over and said what is it what is it and she goes it's him it's him it's the guy from the video and i realized oh, i went oh wow and i just left all my food there ran back in the bus and my life has never been the same wow mm-hmm. that was such a meteoric rise and a quick it must have been such a quick rise for you guys too like would you be able to talk about that a little bit i mean it's just you kind of go from one day sort of you know in the 70s late 70s starting out as a punk band and then come out with your ep and then your first full-length record your second single ends up kind of exploding yeah. in the united well, states it, england it like it yeah it only happened it all it uh it didn't it looks over like it was overnight but we were in studio making the follow-up record to the to rhythm of youth we were we had we didn't even have an american deal yet we had we had mm. uh, we had a release we were actually released in Canada through uh, like on a, on a distribution deal. Like Sire we had picked up our record to di- we were like an import, you know. Mm-hmm. Sire, oh, okay. Like Sire through through Warner Brothers in Canada. Like like they 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 had a distribution deal. They had a distribution deal with the English label that we signed with. So we we got distributed in Canada through like as an import, and. Uh, so it was uh, it, we didn't have an american deal we and so we were in studio making the second record we were like halfway through making the making book of the 80s part three the ones with uh, where did the boys go on it yeah and and uh we get a call saying hey you guys you got to do a 12 inch remix of safety dance mm-hmm. because, because that's the thing now people want to hear remixes right and so we said we were in studio we said okay yeah sure, sure. so we took a couple of days you know off making a record and we we remixed safety dance we did the remix and sent it off and thought nothing of it and kept working on the album and uh the single like talk about fast it went number one on the dance charts and billboard like really fast and uh we had since we had no american deal we had we had bidding okay. war bidding wars going on for us and uh that's it they, we stopped making our we stopped we had to get out of studio get back in a bus go back on tour and start promoting safety dance again no because way. it was climbing so you charts. did so men without hats did that remix themselves it wasn't some outside entity no no it was me that's brilliant okay yeah that's i okay so i i worked for an alternative radio station in toronto i used to play the crap out of that remix um, because it just worked so well on a dance floor, it would mix into other, you know, kind of alternative dance tunes brilliantly. And I yeah. always thought, like, I wonder who put this remix together because 
essentially it's the tune it feels like to me but the beginning of it is with that you know s s s s a a a and then you kind of just almost sort of wrap the first verse i was i was channeling my inner grandmaster flash melly mel okay nice basically (laughs) basically what i was doing i was saying what what, you know literally thought of it that way like what do they put in oh well they're they're starting to talk in songs now okay let's talk in it you know and uh, that was it Wow. That's amazing. That's so cool. <laughs> and uh, and who did you get to do the spelling? Well, uh, it was myself and my uh, my ex-wife were uh, the, the vocalists on there. Colin was in the background vocals. Okay. So the, the neat thing, the neat thing about a lot of your songs is that, and the, and like, uh, and this goes right up to a game part two is that y- you you really have a sense of like hooks like you you load you load so many songs with so many hooks and safety dance is probably the most obvious example pop goes the world as well and then like from the new album from from a game part two i would put all into stars like that it like that has a lot of so but safety dancers like that's something that a listener We'll latch on to and then dun, dun, da, 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 da. it's like there's so many things for a listener to get stuck in their head <laughs> you know and i'm thinking like, like hooks yeah yeah so what well that's why they're called hooks i guess but um <laughs> but is is that something that do you think you have a a, a sense of that more than like a, a lot of other songwriters don't I don't know. I grew up. I grew up listening to the Beatles. You know, I'm a, I'm a child of Beatles. I share birthdays with John Lennon, and and so nice. uh, yeah. And uh, I I just I still use their template, their songs as templates for for my own writing. And I don't know. I've just been just always been very tuneful. I mean, I grew up. My mother was a was a voice teacher at McGill University for. You know, that was her life for 25 years in Montreal. And every morning when we woke up, she had CBC classical radio on playing for us. And, you know, you listen to that stuff. It's really tuneful too. It's all, it's all melodies and stuff like that. So I grew up listening to that every morning, just like not even paying attention to it. It was just, it was sort of subconsciously filtering in there while I was reading the sports section. And, uh, yeah, and that was so. That was it. I was. I, I've always had melodies. I was always, you know, I've always been yeah. into bands. Always listened to bands that had melodies that had, you know, fortunate enough to grow up in the in the sixties was like, as far as melodies goes, the sixties pop music that I grew up with. You know, the, even the Burt Bacharach and stuff like that. I mean, it's just like incredible, incredible melodies. It was all mm-hmm. about melodies. You know, now it's. I mean, now the music is 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 not the same thing anymore it's not no. about melody anymore so no. anybody who does that's why 80s music i think is still around because because there are melodies first of all it's dance it's danceable which is why disco is still around because the the human body likes to move at a certain beat per minute and uh disco found one of them found one of the grooves and new wave found another one of the grooves and people people love to dance to new wave music it's got melodies they can sing along with. I don't know how many people are going to be singing along around the campfire in 50 years, singing along to, you know, Eminem songs or whoever, you know. 
mm-hmm. Cardi B singing Cardi B songs around the campfire in 50 years. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll see about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but... I don't know if, I don't know. I, I kind of agree. I don't know too many. It'll be a bunch of dog robots doing this. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Um, it's interesting what you say, though, because you don't really think of Brahms or Beethoven as, as hooks. We don't attribute hooks to classical music, yeah. but they are there. Yeah, that was the pop music of those days. You know, that was that's what it was. It was, it was, it was their pop music. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, those are hooks. You know, yeah, absolutely. I do have a Derek. quick. Oh, sorry, Derek. Go, go, my friend. No, 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 no. it's fine. It's go, Derek. Fine, I don't need to talk. I was just going to mention. I was just going to mention that, like, um, uh, much like much like the rewriting, like, like we're talking about hooks and stuff. And I mean, like. Uh, much of the rewriting of Paco Bell's canon uh, in D has been like that's like every freaking pop song in existence. Right? Oh yeah, right. Like that. Maroon Five being the most obvious example. But uh, Maroon Five, uh, Bob Marley. Um, oh God, you could you could run a long laundry list. Now, Ivan, I'm wondering if you know exactly how many cartoons, which is a really dumb question. Um, but I'm wondering if you know how many cartoons Safety Dance has been in. No, no, I think it'd be easy to count the ones it's not in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably true. Because <laughs> I remember, I remember. Um, so, so the, my, my the one, the one of the most prominent ones was uh, was Beavis and Butthead. That's my for, favorite for me. Yeah, because because yeah. Beavis is uh, or is it Beavis or Butthead that says it? I can't remember who says it. But he's he's like he's like this guy this guy says he can dance but clearly he can't. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's always been my favorite. Yeah, I love the movie. <laughs> love the movie too. Yeah, oh yeah, the movie's great. The movie's great. Um, and you were it's uh, Fry men- mentions you on Futurama yeah. as well. Um, uh, saying uh, what was it? It's um, the the dance was not safe. Yeah. Not as safe as they said it would be, or not something as like that. safe as they said it would be, or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> um, you're on like two episodes of South Park, a couple episodes of The Simpsons, and a couple episodes of Family Guy. Yeah, yeah. I just like to me, that's like that's like you know, regardless of you know album sales and and popularity and radio play. I mean, like if you get on if you get on Beavis and Butthead and South Park, yeah, you're good. You become yeah. a pop. You become a pop culture reference. You've made it. You've made it at that point. Yeah, no, it's, uh, we've been blessed. We've been blessed a couple of times. We're, you know, Weird Al doing, doing cover too. Brady Punch. Brady Punch. Kind yeah. of, kind of, that's kind of a consecration. <laughs> yeah. So we're, and that's all, I mean, things like even, I mean, not even, but especially a show like Glee, you know, yeah. brought, brought us back to a new generation of, 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 of listeners and fans. And that's great. Now when I, when I play, when we do shows, uh, you know, I've got my original fans that are there and they're there with their often with their with their children and like sometimes with their grandchildren, too. I mean, it's 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 awesome. It's just become a family affair. It's become cross generational and uh, it's great. I think I I attribute it to the fact that people still need to be they need to hear that they can dance if they want to is as simple as that. You know, it's like I can dance if I want to. Is yeah, it true? I'm sorry, but is it is oh. it true that Safety Dance, is, the lyrics of Safety Dance are kind of directed at a bouncer t- telling you not to dance so dangerously? 
Well, yeah, that's that, that's the uh, that's the origin story of the song. It's a it's a true story. I was we were not not I mean more than once we were getting kicked out of bars in the late seventies for, for it was the dying days of disco, and DJs would would sneak in uh, Blondie's Heart of Glass or B fifty two's Rock Lobster or maybe if they were really wild they'd go for uh, Satisfaction by Devo or something like that and and uh, We'd get up and start pogoing, which was jumping up and down, bouncing off each other's chests, and and the precursor to the to slam dancing in the mosh pit. Mm-hmm. People had never seen it before, so they thought we were trying to start fights, and we we'd get kicked out every time we did it. So <laughs> I, went ho- I went home and did something about it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, we could dance I if formed, we want to. We formed yeah, so a band you're so, and, and created so, the song. Because <laughs> so, it's such it's such a happy song. So you really, we really don't hear the pissiness <laughs> of, of, of the tone. You know, like we could dance if we want to, bouncer. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Like. So Ivan, you're sitting here with um three musicians, and one thing that we love to to talk with our guests about and you being a classically trained musician this is going to be super exciting for us gear i'm wondering about we've we've had the the good fortune of speaking with uh our pal drew arnott from strange advance uh as well as gord depp from spoons so we've had some some wonderful guests on this program and all of them have one thing in common from those early days of the early synthesizers I was wondering if you could talk about some of the gear that was coming into the studio for you that might have been really exciting that no one had ever seen before because all of that stuff was so new in those days. Yeah, well, one of the things was the Lindrum, which was a a digital programmable drum drum machine that had like real drum sounds on it. That was one of the things. I mean, even I mean between between the safety dance and pop goes the world midi happened mm. we didn't have we didn't have midi for making for making the safety dance record for making rhythm of youth which is one of the things that i think gave it a bit of its charm it gave it that kind of like home homemade kind of naive kind of feeling it, it yeah. it's kind of got that human it still has a human feel to it you know it sounds uh, it uh Everything was played by hand, you know. The, everything except, the, I mean, the drum, the drum box was 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 not played by hand, but it wasn't programmed. It was just turned it on, get the speed, and that's it. That's all you could do in those days. Yeah, and I don't and think. So, yeah, sorry. And that's it. And so between between safety dance and pop goes the world, like I say, MIDI happened, and you you could do. They just opened up the doors, and um, sampling happened. So there's a you can hear the difference between between rhythm of youth and pop goes the world between safety dance and pop goes the world. It sounds like two different bands. It's it's and that's mostly because of the technology. And when you're working on the uh, so like moving forward to the two again albums, like like in the process of of writing of writing and recording those albums, is there is there is there something that new and exciting that that's really that's really moving the needle forward for you? Well, technology has, you know, made things a bit easier, but then, you know, it's, it's double-edged sword because you get, you know, there's almost too many possibilities now. Like, you know, you want to, back in the days, you wanted to, you, you had a keyboard, you wanted to find a sound, you had to find a sound. And get, once you had the sound, that was the sound. And now 
you have a keyboard, you want to find a sound, you got to scroll through three bazillion sounds to find the sound you want. And, and filters, then, yeah, yeah. And everything, and doing it all with one, you know, the same button and, and you know, bringing up. So it's, it's you know, it can be good, it can be bad. You know, what we did with, for example, what we did uh, about 10 years ago, we did uh, Love in the Age of War. And I did that in Vancouver with Dave Ogilvie. Awesome. Done a lot, a lot of, Dave you know, Ravel, his, yeah, absolutely. You, yeah. you know him for sure. Yeah. So, so what we decided, since we wanted to make an 80s sounding record, is we were going to limit ourselves to like 24 tracks. We weren't going to put down more than 24 tracks on any song. Very and cool. we went out, we went out and got our old, the old gear that we you know that we used and just made the sounds right there in the studio and just and did it that way. Just use a different, you know, use that kind of approach to try and to try and get the the, the feeling back. But uh, yeah, like I say, there's, it's just, I mean, you know, things go around in circles. It's all, it's all, things are some, somewhat easier now because like people can put out singles, don't have to put out whole albums. Mm, yep. they, can, they, they can test the waters. Hey, if well, people don't like this, they can change it, put it back out. You know, there's, there's all kinds of things. There's so many different, different ways of doing things. We were kind of, I mean, when we did, you know, Pop Goes the World, that was probably one of the last, you know, the, of the dinosaur era, you know, for us anyway, it was like the one last big studio, big out, big record label, big budget, big, big everything. You know, this, those days are gone now. Everybody's got, everybody can be, make records now with the technology. Everybody, anybody who's got a computer can make a record. If they've got a printer, they can be a label. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, um, it's different times, but like I say, it's, it's, it, it's cyclical. I mean, when I started listening to music, that's, it was a singles market too. The Beatles put out 12 singles a year and at the end of the year, they put them all together in an album and started over again the next year. And so it's kind of gone back to that now. It's, it's a singles market again. It's mm -hmm. different. It's just getting used to the new technology. Just, but it's, it's always like that. The guys who came before me probably said the same thing with us. What? No drummer? Like, you know, what? it's not, this yeah. isn't music. This isn't music. What? You know, keyboards doing, string sounds ah come on you know, yeah that's, that's not music the same way we look at the music now and say like hey you know talking isn't singing you know it's like what is but whatever you know that's just and they'll be saying the same thing to the robots so. yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah. the implication of a, a lot of um uh, uh dubstep ideology and music right now um like it's just there's a lot there's uh, like and not like not like dubstep from like a couple of years ago, but like actual dubstep from uh, from the eighties uh, and nineties. I find that like, like like the the emergence of that coming into music is 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 kind of throwing the uh, like the contemporary songwriting uh, styles and like 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 a traditional verse chorus bridge aspect and 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 bringing dubstep in and having that change and mold into something else now um one it's jarring and two it's really fun um <laughs> uh um ivan do you have do you so like your 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 um uh your again part two album from uh 2022 do you have a favorite uh one a favorite song off that album and two a favorite instrumentation part off that album as well i kind of like uh 
heaven heaven off that album means a lot to me like that, that album was the writing on that album was like spans like almost 40 years i mean there's there's stuff in there we 40 got, years yeah we, we got demos like from just before pop goes the world like some of the, a couple of the songs on there are from that era so wow and the heaven song was the song that we opened up our i think 90 1985 tour or something like that that was it never been recorded before and uh it's probably the, the the song that i got requested for the most to 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 record and uh, so when we did record it it was kind of challenging to record it because i'd listened to it so many times i'd heard it for me there was one version of it and uh i don't know it just it, it brings back it brings back uh, you know memories of that time and lyrically it's um it says it, it could it could have been written yesterday you know it says i've got i've got you know I've, I've been it it just it, it seems that i've been saying the same things for for the last 40 years you know so it's sort of 30 years or whatever mm. you know? so it's it, it's it's kind of cool like i said before like the way people still need to be uh told that they can dance if they want to um they they they're still concerned about the planet the way we you know the the green movement was sort of in its infancy back in the back in the 80s and that's kind of what pop goes the world was about you know if we don't yeah if we don't Actually, stop mistreating mother earth she's going to blow up and you've been and, you've been singing about that for a long long time like pop yeah. goes the world in in the 21st century you know was all was about the environment again and then yeah yeah so it's 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 i mean it's it's nice but it's also well it's nice and it's not nice that we're still singing about it. it's nice that we're still concerned but it's it's too bad that we still we're still we still have to be talking about those subjects, but yeah. uh, that's just what it is. It's uh, it's uh, pop music will always be a great platform. Will be always be one of the one of the biggest platforms to get messages across. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's that's one of the reasons why I made the switch from from punk to new wave. I mean, just just to to be able to reach a, a broader audience because the pop platform is just so so immense. Mm -hmm. so, do you have live dates coming up oh yeah yeah we're heading off to salt lake city in a couple of weeks here and starting the summer getting the summer going nice yeah and you're playing you're playing now with uh my buddy's show oh you know terry yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i know him yeah i know oh, yeah. him through uh i know him through Corey. Um, yeah yeah uh they were touring uh 20 20 21 years ago yeah don't, don't say that to my <laughs> wife um <laughs> And my wife was my wife was actually um uh uh one of the dancers on stage for 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 showcore oh cool. that's, that's how we met was at that was like that's how we we got together was that actually awesome. at the show yeah awesome, so man. hanging out with show is like yeah he's a he's a time he's and as i said this to craig and dimitri uh when we had Corey on uh last time show is probably one of the most underrated guitar players he is yeah, he really is yeah he's great so let me just take a moment just to tell our listeners uh where they can see men without hats and uh yes the share yeah. yeah. okay so men without a hat is playing the sound of music festival in burlington ontario june 15. uh these i'm just going to say the canadian dates uh concerts at the pier at white rock bc on june july 20th 2023 um kitchener blues fest in kitchener ontario as if I had to tell you that August t August twelfth, twenty twenty three, the Burt Block Party in Winnipeg, Manitoba, August nineteen, twenty twenty three, 
And Rock the River in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, August 20th, 2023. So get your tickets and you can check the and you can check these dates out at safetydance.com slash tour. It's always a time in the tune. Absolutely. Um, Ivan, I saw on, I believe it was Facebook recently, you had a wonderful post uh, about the late, great Gordon Lightfoot, who uh, unfortunately we've, we just lost recently. I was wondering if maybe you might have something to say uh, about him, uh, about that great Canadian icon. Yeah, he's just, he was, he's a great guy. We're, that uh, post that I put up there, it was a, an evening, it was uh, an Andy Kim does a Christmas party every, mm-hmm. every year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> And I was performing in Toronto, and uh, Gordon was in the crowd. He was, he was, he was just in the crowd, and he came backstage at intermission to say hi to everybody and tell everybody he loved, he loved it. And he was just, just awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. And he's just, he's one of those guys, you know. He's just, he's just what it, what it means to be Canadian. Just, mm. just, and he's like, like Stomp and Tom. I mean, he's not as overt as Stomp and Tom, but he just, you know. He, he just sing you know you feel canadian when you listen to him that's all yeah absolutely absolutely my friend yeah well i uh i think would probably i think we're in the process here of wrapping things up we can't thank you enough for your time ivan i apologize for the uh no, for the technical issues from before it's 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 craig's fault yeah. absolutely oh, yeah, craig's my, fault. <laughs> they always blame me what can i say we hate him so um, <laughs> that's right ivan um if i may unfortunately like i say we can't see you we can feel you though uh but uh, we just want to say thank you so much for the music and the memories uh over well, the years you. like it, honestly mm-hmm. you, you're just you are a legend in in this oh. country so Thank you so much for everything, and we can't thank you enough for your time today. We really can't. So, thanks again. Really thanks. Great. And thank if I get a chance, thanks, I'll, Ivan. I'll run into Burlington, and uh, if I get a chance, uh, introduce myself at uh, yeah, Sound definitely, Music. definitely come say hi.
The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.